0: Hi, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to a profitable, sustainable, but most importantly, enjoyable language education business. And why would you care to do that? To build a business like that? Because there is literally no other way. The language education market is in a bizarre state. Companies making millions in property yet paying teachers peanuts Native speakerism is still way too powerful. And finally, the students are bored of the same old formats and messaging telling them to speak like a native. I'm here to shake things up, to educate and motivate a community of teachers who have the courage to build businesses and teach the language on their own terms, both solo or in their own language schools, and have a positive impact on their students and the world. Because teachers are superheroes. Let's claim it today. In today's episode, I've got another lovely, warm, cozy conversation with a star, a superstar of a teacher, Julia. I hope you enjoy it. If it ever sounds like I'm talking to her on a live, it's because I was. And I'm repurposing this so that more people can listen to this lovely, inspiring conversation. Julia is a teacher in Poland. She specializes in teaching, um, preparing her students for Cambridge exams, Um, but I think there are more magical things about her, and you're going to discover all of that in this lovely conversation. So grab a cuppa and enjoy this. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, welcome listeners and watchers. I've got Julia here with me. She just said something super special that hasn't recorded, but I'm sure there's going to be lots of love, We're like a little love fest here, uh, because I'm a fan of her. her and clearly she's a fan of mine. So it's going to be great. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, Julia. Would you mind um, introducing yourself a little bit, saying who you are, what you do? Of course. Uh, hello,
1: now everybody who's watching or listening. Uh, I'm Julia and I'm, well, simply speaking an English teacher, as I like to say. I run my own business, which is called English Class with Julia, where I help my absolutely amazing students um, get the best possible score on different Cambridge English qualifications so that they can go on, move
0: on and achieve their dreams. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I recently looked at your bio on Instagram and I was like, this is so strong Oh Thank this you. is so strong. So like we in this, um in, recently I've been talking a lot about people not learning the language for the sake of language. Would you agree that your students don't take exams for the sake of taking exams? Have you noticed uh, that? Yeah, I think there are two groups actually. There are some Can, people
1: who uh, come because they really want to learn and like the exam is just the cherry on top, so to say. But um, I guess the bigger group definitely are the people who are very motivated to study abroad or to get a really good job. Um, And then they want to do the exam to have the qualification, right? To have the paper. So like learning the language is an extra thing.
0: (laughs) Right. Awesome. Okay. So I guess, as you say, this is like, but they are probably much more strongly motivated, right, to do it. Absolutely. Although, yeah, not to dismiss because there are people who are genuinely just interested, and and that's also good enough. So fun. All right. So we, uh, I've got tons of questions. Got tons of questions. So um, right. the first question that kind of came to my mind is how how did it all start to you? Did you ever even um, try attempt to teach? uh, not independently in a school, in a language school. How did your story start?
1: Um, so generally I would, uh, I really like to say that I am uh, an English teacher with greatest experience and it's a joke, please note, it's a joke, um, because my mom is a teacher. So when I was younger, I used to go well by the kindergarten, just to watch her at work. So yeah, when it comes to hours of observation, I really. (laughs) hit the ball out of the park Um, and I guess because I come from the teaching family I I sort of was always inclined to teach Um, so by the time I was in high school it was absolutely crystal clear for me that I want to be the teacher Um, and as I sort of started my romance with uh, Cambridge English examinations I thought um, if I like it so much why not make other people like it too So I really tried to, um, get, um, well, use my experience to help others going through the same situation. And I guess that that's really special because I have this very rare, um, rare perspective of a person who actually took some of the exams as a student. So I know what people are going through. And then I know what it takes to, to teach for those exams. Um, so I, I do try to offer the best of both worlds. Um, but at the very beginning, um, as I started tutoring, then, um, as I entered university, I would work at a, a language school. Um, I tried working with different groups. I worked with children. I worked with adults, but nothing really gave me, um, are uh, the hit as much as those um, absolutely lovely exam courses?
0: Amazing! It's so interesting because you're saying about all the magic I- ingredients that I think are needed. Like, yes, obviously you must have had some from. I'm only learning it now, but some prerequisite, which is like probably teaching in your blood, <laughs> passed on by your mom. Um, but also, you you genuinely discovered a passion, and then you tried things, and then you actually eliminated what didn't work for you and stuck with something that you're truly passionate about. Also, I have to say, I find it absolutely special that you say that the Cambridge exams are magical and special. You must be really passionate about them because I'm like, for some people it's boring, I think, but you make it sound like an adventure. How did you <laughs> do that? <laughs>
1: It absolutely is an adventure. So I get for me, um, well, I have this very special bond with those exams because they are the reason why I learned English. So I was going from one exam to the next, to the next, to the next, um, sort of getting better and better. And then my teachers were absolutely special. So I loved coming to our classes. They were so interesting. They were very much invested in all of the students there. And I think I learned a lot just by being in their classes, and that's what I try to do now. So it's not all about just sitting um by the exam paper and going one task after the other. Um for me it's it's like exploring the language, really getting to the core. Um and I treat the all of those um exam stops that you might must take, right? So learning modal verbs, learning a bit of grammar, learning some vocabulary, Um, just as, um, let's say, a route that you're following that gives you direction, but at the same time, it's not so strict that
0: you can't learn other things along the way, right? Mm. So there are Somebody some. Somebody said science. they love Cambridge exams too. So <laughs> that's, that's true. But, but to be honest, this is actually making me think about something. And when I was a learner, I remember that one of my favorite teachers, he taught me at C1 at Advanced And then one of my favorite groups that I ever taught was a was a Cambridge exam group because they were so motivated. Exactly. There is something about it. And I wonder if it's the exam itself, or just the fact that people work towards a very specific goal, Um so they're the, like this. This is just, yeah, just just a reflection I had. Now, mm.
1: I guess this motivation is a very strong factor. And also, uh, when it comes to teaching exam groups, it's really fun because they already know quite a lot, right? They want to learn more because uh, they know that every meeting you have with them is something special. Every meeting is, uh, well, something new, and they really want to benefit from that. So uh, if you compare it to like going to an average public high school, um, there will be a mix of different people. Some will be motivated and some will think that it's absolutely um, just a punishment for them to sit there. (laughs)
0: Exactly. But honestly, I, I just have to say that you must be doing something so magical that those people want to. Because you know, I take part in courses. I taught courses. And even though people were paying and I was paying, <laughs> people are not always that motivated. So you, you bring in a very special X factor to oh, yeah. thank, you,
1: thank you so so much. It's it's really lovely to hear
0: <laughs> your personality always shines through um thank on your social media and uh in talking with you, you're just such a lovely person to be around. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there is this theory of, um, I, I don't know, m- one of my clients will probably kill me for saying this because he hates <laughs> the guy, but I think it was Krashen who talked about, um, the affective filter. I mm-hmm. think you're really good at removing the affective filter. So the people mm-hmm. might be opening up and being more motivated because it <laughs> create an atmosphere where that happens. I
1: think, uh, it's, it's really interesting that you noticed that and that you're saying that. And thank you so much for it. Um, and I think that, um, well, my own observation as I start working with somebody is exactly how they start opening up after a few classes. Because when they come, especially from, um, public schools, I usually work with, um, teenagers or, or students, university students, they are so genuinely scared to say something, to comment on things. Um, and with children, they think I'm going to murder them if they don't have homework. And I'm like, but it's okay, Life happens. It's normal. So I guess one of the really special things that we um, can bring to the table as teachers is our attitude. And I think it's a blessing if you have the opportunity to actually set your own rules and play by them. Um and and I guess especially if you're running your own business, um that's something definitely worth exploring. um just this realization that you don't have to be a monster that you may associate with public school teaching,, uh, but you can be just a normal, lovely person, just your average self, and
0: still have loads of fun teaching. Exactly. I think that's it, it's so funny that you say that because I was gonna ask you, so how do you see your role as a teacher? I bet it's more than those exams. I feel like there is a whole really, really special package. I have this um, association now. I just um, sent a couple of presents to people um, for different <laughs> occasions, to, uh, also to, to Lauren, the copywriter, my friend, oh. um, and she, yesterday she sent me a picture of it. And the, the, the box was called treat box. And there were a lot of things there. There was like something to eat. There was something to feel good. There was something to like read. And I feel like you are a treat box. You offer a treat box to your yeah. students. Like, so how do you see your role? What, what do you do there apart from showing them the way and like motivating them, helping them open up? What, what yes. else? That's so nice. I think they've never been called a,
1: a treat box, but I've I tried to add it to like my private Instagram bio.
0: Do it. <laughs> and there was a like confetti and everything. And I feel like it's all the colors that you have. Like, guys, you honestly have to see Julia's Instagram account. The joy, what I always feel with the colors, with everything is just oh, incomparable to anything else. Well, I'm doing my best. Um, I thought about it uh, recently. What is
1: this special element that I try to bring to the classroom? And I finally arrived at the conclusion that, um, well, it's my personal investment in every single student. I really honestly care. And, um, this realization has hit me recently that I am in a privileged position. I really feel privileged because I have a very unique chance. To mold every single person that logs into our virtual classroom. So I am the one who gets to decide how they learn, what they learn, um, how they approach life as well. I recently had a, a very young student because I also prepared for those really first <laughs> Cambridge exams like yeah. the starters, movers, and flyers. And I had this 10 year old child tell me. Teacher Julia, I think I'm better than this. I think I'm better than this group. I honestly think my level of English is getting better and better and I want to succeed. I want to get better. And I was so, so proud that you know after a few classes together, she had enough power and enough uh, well, she was brave enough to fight for her. And I guess this is something I'm trying to teach my students as well just trying to really believe in themselves, getting this idea across that they are really worth it. And um, whether they know the language or they're still learning, that they are still very much, um, well, worthy people, valuable people, Um, that just this idea of lifelong learning is something um, they should follow their whole life. Um, So I was I was very, very proud at that moment. <laughs> um, and I hope I that more and more students see it this, this, this way. Um, I actually have had quite a few students come back to me after we've finished our courses asking if they can learn anything else, right? Is there a club that I can join? Is there like a challenge I can join? Could we do something together? Because I feel like I still can learn uh, and I want to learn with you. And that's that just melts my heart. That's just absolutely lovely. Um, so I guess this this lifelong learning is, some, is is my goal. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Um, yeah, I feel like this is something that it's not that we don't know it. We just forget that that's exactly what happens. As an English teacher, you don't. you the thing that you provide is not the language. The thing that you. It's like such a whole, such a wholesome package. And exactly the fact that you work with really young people, uh, you do influence what, what might happen in the future. That's really awesome. It, it sounds to me like he so deeply care. And I, I genuinely believe that that's, that's the case for so many people. But then, um, obviously there must be something that you do that also makes your business work. So. Like, because it's, like, I always say that it's, people can be passionate and really care about their work, but then what about the business side of things? So, would do you feel like you're doing well and is working for you? Who uh, have such, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it, amazing effects, because they are. The message that you sent me uh, the other day that I was sharing a little bit with, with the guys here and, and in my emails, it blew my mind. so. Yeah, It blew my it. mind too. I honestly didn't
1: think that I achieved so many things. And then I sat down to respond to your message and I thought,
0: okay, I, I really smashed it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Can we A, re, 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 remind people what you've achieved? Some of these, at least, that you mentioned.
1: Um, okay, so let,
0: let me think about it. Um Well, I
1: think one of the greatest things is that I've actually managed to open two exam groups this year, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Three, yeah, because one, one of them is running for, for just a, one semester and then two of them are like, yeah, long courses. Um, I am fully booked and I am very proud to say I now have a wait list. Wait, <laughs> like a dream come true.
0: I'm sorry.
1: And that's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I am very, very happy to say that I've opened two extracurricular clubs for my students which is an idea I took straight from the rocket. Uh, th- this idea of organizing courses that aren't like regular, yeah, long-running courses, but just seasonal ones. This is great. This is really, um, this, oh, not only is it profitable, but also it brings me so much joy because I can do so many different things and I don't have to stick to one thing. <sighs> um, so I've opened uh, the Advanced Chapter Club for my C1, C2 learners. And also um the Reading Rockets. It's <laughs> amazing um, <laughs> the for rocket. the youngsters. Uh and yeah, I was inspired by the Rocket
0: yep. <laughs> of
1: Um we've started cooperating with um different companies. So like um in the Reading Rockets, I'm using the um the Booker um app. I don't know if you've ever come across no. it. It's a really wonderful Hungarian initiative. Uh-huh. Um yeah, that that um sort of helps uh children who are learning English as a second language learn to read. So I definitely would uh advise anyone teaching children to explore it. Um so they sponsor that basically? Um, not really, not really, but um I do get to work using their equipment, so that's that's oh, really great. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Um and apart from those, uh, I can say that I'm really, really happy uh with the, the boundaries and the rules that I set for my courses, which also is something I learned during the rocket, right? Trying to systematize things and really um just seeing that my time is is a valuable resource that I have to be mindful with how I'm spending it. I did my best to try and automatize as many things as possible, and it really worked. I, I admit I was very skeptical at the beginning. And, well, that's really a, a fantastic phenomenon, because um after a few rocket sessions, I was like, no, I don't agree. No, no. <laughs> but, like, no. I love that. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess it's just like therapy, you know, you have to spend some time, like,
0: I bet it's the things good. that actually rub you the wrong way that are gonna be the things that are the <laughs> game changers, right? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um those seasonal courses are a perfect example of that. <laughs> um I love that. but I also started uh well slow steps, small steps, but I'm building my passive income, so I'm selling on teachers for teachers and also on my
0: own website. Um, and, you yeah, know, it's, it's materials for teachers as well, right? I remember yeah, that, yeah. that you were talking about. <laughs> what about the finances? Like, I can't remember where you were before the rocket, but I know there was a big kind of increase you mentioned recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well,
1: I, I don't like bragging about okay. it, but I am very, very happy with what I earn now. And I would say that I earned twice as much as I did last year. But at the same time, I don't feel as overworked as I did last year. Because at some point I felt, okay, this is it. I just don't have any more energy to, to do anything. I, I'm not sure I want to do it. And now I feel like I am in a really good place. Um, and just like to be a little bit braggy. Um, because this is something I take great pride uh, in. Um, well, my fiance is an engineer, uh, and so my, well, the whole time we've been together, everybody would say, oh, but you're a teacher. Well, you're never going to earn as much as he does, right? And I'm very proud to say that I do. Like I, I know it's silly. I know it's very, it's very odd. I think like, I'm very happy. It's
0: silly because it's not being talked about yeah. and it's it's incredible. It's incredible. I I'm not surprised at all, and nobody should be, but I think it just shows not just teachers but also females I that think. Yeah. It's like, nice. and honestly, it's 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 something that I always say it's not about becoming a bloody millionaire it's about building something that actually brings you joy because when you say to me that you earn twice as much but don't work as much mm-hmm. this this to me is like oh my god the recipe for for success it's 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 it is incredible absolutely i'm so proud of you i hope you are proud of yourself i know you are but yeah thank you i i really
1: am but i also want to take a moment to thank you for that because if it weren't for the rocket i wouldn't never be in the place i am at right now and i say it with absolute honesty because well i've graduated university i have an m.a in english philology and as much as i loved the classes i loved the course there wasn't one meeting where anyone would tell us what um well what business is all about right um there wasn't a meeting that would explain that we actually can work Outside of the system, outside of the public or private school that we can build something from scratch on our own. And I very, very appreciate the rocket in that sense because it does open doors. And when I went to this uh, meeting to try and uh, make other students join their teaching classes, um, that was also one of the things that I've mentioned that really. Make good money off of teaching and be happy off of teaching. Um, and I guess this is something that I got straight from you. So thanks for oh
0: that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at the ripple effect. I love that. <laughs> I do love that. I love this, this thing that has been always going on in my head about, yeah, this should be in the curriculum. This should be in the curriculum. Yeah. Why does nobody acknowledge? And I guess it just will take a bit more time. But somebody needs to acknowledge that teachers are not just made to teach. As you say, inside the system, you can Absolutely. be um, your own boss. You can do whatever you want. It's also like there are so many perks that come from it. It's 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 the joy. It's the fact that you genuinely love it. And the people, I I am lucky enough because I know there are teachers who kind of see it as a maybe some profit, maybe some kind of a profession where yeah they can just make um money and it doesn't really matter who they teach they just they just look at like it's a different type of person whatever whatever flows their boat but 99% of people I work with are exactly like you are super caring and super passionate and I feel that in many cases it kind of they meet with as if they were counter counter uh, as if they were opposites like passion and caring and. Having a good, a good, well functioning, even profitable, a uh, sustainable business. Those things are actually a perfect marriage, actually yeah. perfect marriage. And that you are such a wonderful example of that. Thank you. But I, I very much agree with
1: everything you've just said. I guess quite a lot of people think that if you have your own business, you must be very much money oriented and you lose the focus from the children. Uh, right, because yeah, we do everything for the children, and I agree, we do loads for our students. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't care about ourselves. And also, if we do care about ourselves and our business, it doesn't mean we stop caring about our students. Um, and I guess this is
0: this is a very important message that people should recognize. I love that. This could be this could be the title of this whole episode here. <laughs> I love that absolutely. Sure. Um, I also wanted to say, so when it comes to the practical side of, uh, running your business, being a teacher, do you still face any challenges? What, what do you find a little bit less glamorous? Um, so of course there are always some bumps along the road. And I guess just
1: like in every business, I bet even Jeff Bezos has some bumps along the road.
0: He does. <laughs> of course. He does.
1: Um, so I guess what is troublesome? um would still be well but it's just like my weak point is still marketing mm. so i'm trying to get out there you know i'm just a human being sometimes i feel like i don't want to talk to people or maybe my product is not good enough and it can be better and better and better and i just try to work on that but um yeah uh th- there is one thing that uh, one of my therapists said and i really really enjoyed that to just uh, let yourself reach the shore, right? As you're swimming, allow yourself to reach the shore. So sometimes I do, and sometimes I do publish those courses and the resources, and I'm very proud of that. Sometimes I just keep swimming, uh, and I'm getting there. So (laughs) I guess... Such a piece of advice. I love that. Thank you. I I really, really do... um, Well, I really did take it to heart. Um, and so sometimes really, it works, sometimes it doesn't, like, um, I have my side sent on doing a podcast, i thinking, 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 maybe one day I could invite you for a talk. Um, oh. um but yeah i I haven't done that yet, so I'm still looking for new ways of approaching the business and approaching my students. I'm still deciding on things. And whereas I'm very proud and I'm absolutely elated with how things are now, I want to keep going and I'm just looking for different direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, marketing, marketing would be something that's still a bit problematic.
0: It's interesting what you're saying, and I want everybody to kind of pay attention to this because this is, this is such a wonderful lesson. I haven't met a teacher yet who wouldn't say that marketing is a bit of like an Achilles' um, what do you say, heel or foot? Heel, good, foot? foot, whatever doesn't matter. Um, a weak point. Um, now Julia has just told us about how well functioning her business is, how happy she is with the money, how happy she's with how it's functioning. Yet. Still, she thinks marketing isn't exactly up to scratch. So I wonder—just a little thing that I'll throw out there. Maybe you don't really fully ever arrive at being perfect at marketing. But I always think of marketing and sales and all those like more businessy. Thank you very much, Michelle. It's a heel. It's heel. (laughs) (laughs) I got confused. Um. I always see a great, um, kind of link between Mm -hmm. learning those skills, those business skills and sports. So for example, I don't need to become, if I, let's say take up running, I don't need to become a marathon runner. Absolutely. In order to enjoy and take the benefits of, or, or use the benefits of running. I don't have to become an, um, professional pole dancer, which is something that most people, lots of people know I love to do (laughs) in order to enjoy it to, for it to do good things to my body, to my mind, for it to work for me. And the same with everybody here. Your marketing can be actually quite shit according to some people's norms,
1: but it can (laughs) do
0: miracles for you as Mm -hmm. long as you. Yeah, like kind of take responsibility. I think you did also. You, 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 you spent quite a lot of time thanking me and saying, this is all. I think that it needs to be recognized that not everybody has such amazing results. 83 people have done the rocket and I love every and each of one of them. And I really appreciate that you say, because this really, really is one of the best compliments that I take people or like see people as humans as individuals, um, because this matters to me, but, but, there is a but, not everybody takes action. And the reason why I invite people is I invite not those who had the most tremendous, or not only those who had the tremendous uh, effects, although you clearly have, um, (laughs) but those who took action. And I find it one of the most important things. You do take action, right?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, this year, my motto is to experiment, simply to experiment. And I think you can really go a long way if you just put yourself out there, try it. Why not? I did it also last year, right after we finished the rocket, um, or like even simultaneously, I thought, okay, whatever, I'm going to try it. Um, and I created my first seasonal course, the Matura Crusher, uh, which was meant to like prepare for, um, for, for our Polish national examination, the Matura. And that was very seasonal in fact, there was just five meeting meetings, but they were spread throughout a few months. Um, and I treated it as a kind of, um, rocket experiment. So I tried doing. Everything you told us in the rocket. And I was like, okay, now I am going to see what works and what doesn't. (laughs) And everything worked really well. I know doing marketing, how you taught us and it worked. I really tailor. Well, I catered to the needs or to the needs of my students. Um, it was tailor made for them. So I very much listened to my target audience. I said, okay, ladies, what do you need? What do you need before the exam? What is it that you want to do? How can I help you? We went from there and that was absolutely fantastic. So market research, done. Marketing, done. Just the idea that it was a seasonal course, done. And everything worked. Uh, and now i well that was so successful that i'm planning to reintroduce it's it great. which is perfect
0: amazing
1: perfect um and i guess yeah it's just a matter of experimenting because of course sometimes you're going to fail sometimes those things won't work out and that's okay that's normal um
0: but you won't ever know if you won't ever try yeah i so i love it so so much and i bet it's because you went into it with such a mindset that it worked. Because if we put us up, if we put pressure on ourselves, there's always the expectation, a certain expectation. You didn't have expectations. So mm-hmm. you kind of mm-hmm. positively surprise yourself, probably. Absolutely. And I think that's <laughs> the way to be in business. It's like a it's like a whole kind of way of being. It's not just um a thing that I that I would tell you to do. It's it's a way of being. I love that. that. But at the same time, I'm
1: sorry. I, I just want to say that I very much acknowledge my privilege here. Um, and it's something that I've heard from, uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg at some point. He says that, um, well, experimenting is fun and it's great if you have a chance to do it. Right. Because I totally understand that there are teachers out there who are just like making a living wage and they can't really, um, allow themselves to experiment when it comes to those big, big, oh. big, right? So um, I am very happy to say that it worked. But at the same time, I recognize that not everybody might have the chance. But still, you can try different things and experiment yeah. in those smaller ways, right? So you don't have to go right way and just try and put out a great, beautiful, big course. You can start with making small changes to your one-to-one lessons. Um, because I bet that there is somebody listening or watching who's like, "Okay, she's just like full of bullshit." Definitely, that 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 won't work for me. I am in a different situation, and that's true. We're all in different situations, but I I think personally that everybody has at least like the tiniest area that they can um
0: try an experiment in. <laughs> yeah. I I completely I couldn't agree more, and I would say that. It's exactly what you say. The, uh, the advice still applies, experiment, but it will depend on your context, how you're going to experiment, what you're going to experiment with. Yeah. As you say, for you, it was a big course and it was a success. Great. Fantastic. For other people, it might be just changing the way they deliver one-to-ones and things like that. Um So I, yeah, I love it. And it's an interesting th- thing that you said was... Um, that you listen to your audience. I learned from someone recently a really good phrase and it is you should learn. No, your audience should teach you more than you teach them. And those... I was like blown away because what do most people do on social media, especially as teachers? Um, it's, it was just, it's, it's, it's just. Things that are supposed to teach them a little bit of useful information. It can be part of that, but there isn't enough listening. And I Uh, think the success is in listening to your people. Yes, yes,
1: definitely. Because, well, you can create one hell of a product, but nobody's going to buy it if there isn't market for it, right? Why waste your valuable time? Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, I just wanted to say it also makes um, this whole journey very special because um, your students in this case, like your clients, they feel well taken care of, right? They feel that, well, you listen, you care, um, which doesn't mean that you have to do everything they say, right? You're the teacher, so you know if they want to work on grammar, okay, help them with grammar, but at the same time, throw some different things here and there because, you know, you can't. Build a language, just a learning grammar,
0: <laughs> Right. Exactly. So I but guess we I... are the experts here, right? We are the yes. experts, but should Traveling. be listeners. It's, it's like, it's a big combination of, of lots of skills, but yeah, but you're embracing all of that. I love that. Thank but, you. I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm just experimenting as I go. go going on. <laughs> Do you ever get sad, Julia? Oh, you yeah, are such a positive I, person. I always get told that, but, and it's probably a stupid question, but.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I think it's just, you know, um, partly because of my seasonal
0: depression now. We were just talking, we both have SAD, the seasonal affective disorder. and We were just talking about the, the, the amazing, um, thing, which is, which is the light box. Oh my God. Such a life (laughs) saver. Yeah, but I guess the
1: beauty, and that's also one of the things you showed me, is to be authentic with your students and with your audience, right? So um, if I am very happy, I want to share it with my students, I do. But then I also, I feel okay telling my students, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm not at my best today. Just please be kind to me, okay? It, It may not work just how I want it to work. Just please be kind today, right? And I also, I do ask my students back, right? I want to know genuinely, how are they feeling? Okay, they're sad, they're sleepy, they don't have the energy. It's okay. I adjust things as we go. Um and I, I guess strive for authenticity. Be, be really... kind
0: because I'm not my, oh, I know <laughs> that. How amazing is that? It, it really is a game changer.
1: Um, and I remember one of my teachers when I was in secondary school. Um, she was just the most amazing person ever. So a uh, big shout out to Mrs. Yusvin in case she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but I remember distinctly one day she, she, she was the, the noblest person on the planet. And she came into the classroom and she said, I'm sorry. I'm having a really bad day today, which doesn't mean you should be having a bad day. Right?
0: So, it, just bow. mature, absolutely. Oh and I know that for two reasons. One of them was that
1: she was authentic, right? She didn't feel the pressure to put on a fake smile that a lot of us teachers really um, feel like they should do. And the second thing was in, in that authenticity, she felt us, she treated us as equals, right? She approached wow. us in a way, all right you are mature enough, you are responsible enough to understand that I am a human being and those things happen. And I guess that approaching both our students and our audience in that way can really be uh, a game changer. <laughs>
0: I absolutely love that. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I, what I remember from being in school is teachers who were definitely having bad days, but then <laughs> they were taking it out on us. Uh-huh. And it's like, if I'm having a bad day, you're having one too. And it's, it's very, yeah. unfair, very immature as well. But we do have a question here. So, um, oh, so Muslim is asking if Julia took rocket accelerator or rocket takeoff. So if you don't mind, I'm going to answer that. Uh, rocket takeoff is a new course that I introduced this year. Um, which is kind of like similar teachings, but it's a bit different because it's, tr- talks about one-to-one, a one-to-one offer. So it's a truly like a foundational course. And Julia took the rocket, which is the previous version of what the rocket accelerator looks now. But exactly what Dana says, rocket takeoff is a part of the rocket accelerator, if in case you were wondering. And there is a question to you, Julia, if I can ask, what was your online presence like when you started introducing the new elements from the rocket? Oh, wow. Um, when was that even like, uh, more than a year ago, right? Yeah. 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 So if I understand this correctly,
1: before the rocket, um, because I, I only work on Instagram. So I think that may be important yeah. to mention. Um, I would very much focus on trying to educate my audience. Right. So I had, if you, if you go and visit my page, there are tons of posts of like, Um, five phrases you can use for that or two things you can say in that context. Um, I tried to put in some like cultural elements because I very much love them. Um, but I was very focused on educating and there was zero marketing, zero, absolutely none. Uh, and so during the rocket, I started changing that. So. Um, There was a bit of a mix and I still would put some of the educational content, but then I also told the people, hey, you know what? I am a working teacher and you can book a class with me, right? You can join a course that I'm organizing. Um So initially I would prepare posts because I really wasn't comfortable with the videos and I
0: still am not. A... um it's so just you... not your jam, yeah.
1: Yeah, you may not find a lot of reels on my profile. Uh, but then more and more often I would just, um, keep telling people, Hey, I am here to help you. Um, and I would love to help you. Uh, but join my course, right? It's, it's not all free content that you can get here. And that's again, something from the rocket, right? Because, um, as I remember, Ola, you saying that some people were genuinely, or was it like you've mentioned a teacher who said that? I'm not sure, but I remember it came from you. That some people were genuinely surprised when somebody said, Okay, join my paid offer because the audience
0: wasn't used to the fact that something is paid for. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the element where I think the authenticity and transparency is gone because there is this, there is a certain myth that, Oh, I'm just going to build an audience on free stuff. So I'm going to collect. Like literally throw bait, which yeah. I find very tricky, right? I find very inauthentic. So, and not many people are doing it with a malicious intent. It's not <clears throat> that, but we just don't have the awareness that that's what it—that's the consequence. People are not used to offers, so they're oh, I came here for free posts. What? Yeah, where is my free post? Absolutely. But then I guess with
1: teachers, the problem is that we are not taught marketing, right? So, uh, we feel like we don't have the right to say, join my paid class, right? Um, and then just, just to wrap up that question, um, my like latest thing that I would do is try and, uh, well use stories. So I don't post a lot. I use mm-hmm. stories a lot and I just say, um, what's new with me? I uh, would with my students. I try to share anything exciting that we're doing. Um, but also I invite people for a free one-to-one class, like a 30-minute uh get to know each other meeting so that they can decide if they want to work with me. And that's something I haven't mentioned before, but it also comes from the rocket, right? Just trying to um show who you are and give yourself well, give your audience an element of yourself so that they are can get to know the person they're going to work with, right? Because if you think about it, signing up for a course, whether it's a seasonal course or a larger investment—a year of course—you um you, you wouldn't go for that if you don't know the person who's behind it, right? If you're, um, it's time. yeah, to trust Absolutely. someone, yeah, yeah. Just think about what Ola is doing now with the rocket, right? She's showing different things, different people, and. Uh, well, what you're doing essentially is letting people get to know you. And I guess that this is very inspiring for all of us teachers when it comes to creating our content, right? To try and do the same, simply speaking, just let your audience
0: discover you and get in touch. Exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. I love it. I love it. And uh, Dana says, thank you. So Thank you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So... um. My, I guess, final question is what are the next steps? So I know the business is working. You want to make the marketing better, but let's say it's great, but we'll always have this idea it can be better. But you know, it's not a bad thing. You know, we're ambitious people. But what are the next steps? Is it your shop? Are you, do you have any exciting plans? The podcast you mentioned, what's, what's in Julia's head? <laughs>
1: Um, so there are loads of things in Julia's head. And <laughs> imagine. <laughs> um, but um I guess what I want to achieve ultimately is just being very happy with the place I am at. Um and I feel like I very much want to concentrate on on passive income. Um because it brings me joy, you know. Creating materials for teachers absolutely brings me joy. Um, and so I would like more people to get to know about it. I would like to create more. more resources, um, be brave enough to say, Hey, why don't you try out this instead of a course book, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just a clarification. I am a big fan of course books, so uh, no hate on course books. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally yeah. passive income would be a big thing here. Um, and I would also like to start my podcast. Um, but for students, right? Um, I think um more people tend to think that those Cambridge English exams are are the seed of the devil and they are absolutely awful. And I want to change that. I want to help people um get to appreciate the journey, um, and get the most out of it. Well, I Wait, wrote MA so- essays on on those exams, so I feel it's like It's an idea just, for a business, I, literally, yeah,
0: This is an good idea good. for a business. We were talking good. about with this passion, the amount of passion you've got for it's the good. exams. I was like, and there is so much. I feel like it's not about glorifying anything. It's mm-hmm. about acknowledging that it can be an awesome choice for some people, yeah. right? Because uh, I've been seeing, I don't know if you uh, saw that, but I've been seeing lots of messages around the internet saying that people are focused on exams too much, that they don't focus on fluency, that it's like... And obviously, that that wouldn't be probably something that you generally agree with, but I think there needs to be balance, right? And I think you could be that other side because you're definitely showing that people can thrive even when or while working towards an exam. Absolutely. And I think that... Uh, there is a lot of misinformation
1: online when it comes to those exams. I guess that it, it really depends on the teacher because the course can be both accurate, uh, and have a lot of elements of fluency. Um, so it can be very much effective and still prepare you for the exam. I always like to say that I prepare for the exams, but also for the life you're going to get after the exam. So it's, that is uh, key, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of a two step process. Um, because the exam is one thing, but then think about what you're going to do once you have the paper. And I take it as my responsibility to do my best to show you what you can do and how you can thrive in that respect. I love that.
0: So there's so much to do and only one junior. That's true. That's true. Anyways, I'm always happy to help. So yeah. You know, I,
1: I know, I know, because with all of the things I got from the rocket and all of the help, I couldn't ask for a better mentor, honestly, honestly. There were so many ideas that came straight from you. Um, and I think people don't appreciate you enough. So I'd like to take a moment to appreciate you because you do really help. And I guess if somebody, um, is thinking about whether to join the rocket or not, um, Just think about how much you can gain from that experience as an experiment, right? If there are people for whom it works, why not try it? And then I know that Ola does everything in her power to uh, make people happy and make people succeed if they want to, right? I I remember distinctly I was sitting in this very place and I said, okay, I want to teach for the exams, but I also like teaching children. So if I'm supposed to find my niche, how do I do it? And I was like, oh, no. And it took you a second to say, oh, easy you can prepare children for the exams too, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I can.
0: <laughs>
1: and that was fantastic. So I truly cannot thank you enough.
0: Really, oh really my goodness, really. I'm very moved. We haven't practiced. We never practiced like I just invite those those the loveliest people in the world like the loveliest people in the world are in my world um so it's it's just so moving i love that thank you so much thank, thank you. you i'm very very um yeah it, it it brings me the most joy to see you thrive so much and to say like i i think what you're saying is is so valuable because it is about people perhaps treating it as an experiment i think a lot of people put pressure on themselves and they genuinely think that, yeah, I would love to join, but I, I don't know if I can make it, right? I think a lot of people doubt their skills. Mm-hmm. And while, you know, so yeah, it it has to come. I, I like to empower people to make decisions rather than convince them. I don't think selling is about convincing. So I'm not convincing here anyone. I'm just giving exactly. I'm just showing this from different angles to yeah. so make an empowered decision. There are a few people here, so... Claire is saying, "Julia, I'm going to send you all the people uh, that I'm asking about Cambridge Ah, ah, because she (laughs) hates teaching them." (laughs) Each to her own. I I love it that exactly. We could also we can um basically collaborate in those ways as well. There's so many more people now who come to me who teach kids and teens, which is which is (laughs) interesting. I love that. Um, (laughs) yes. So yeah, I. Honestly, I'm a massive fan of what you do. Never doubt in your power. Never doubt in the light that you shine. Because the like, honestly, if you, um, if you ever, like, come to like, for example, open social media just to have a little bit of a lift me up moment, I go to Julia's profile. Literally, there are a few that I go to, and I try and follow my. A client, but like OPC, I'm not the audience, but the energy, it's just about the energy. And I think if that's what you do, this is how you also have such a tremendous, um, success. So it's about igniting the energy. If you the, don't think that you have Julius, and then Julia says, like, I don't really like video. I don't like reels. She does things the way she likes to. She posts tons of like, I like your pictures, your little collages. And like thank you for everything is just so you and thank I love that. Um, so I I I I absolutely love it. And Michelle is saying this has been an amazing conversation. The highlight of my morning. Thank, oh, you. Well, thank oh, no, you, thank you, Julia.
1: That's so lovely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think what there a is cry. a world for you. Um, I think teachers would fall in love with you. I think there is a massive opportunity there. So whenever you're ready.
1: I'm I'm giving a massive nod.
0: I'm giving a (laughs) massive nod. Yeah. Um, So, thank you so much. I Once again, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for inviting me. It's really been a pleasure. One of a kind experience. Same. Really, really big things. (laughs) Love it. And I'm so glad we got to catch up after a year. Because that's when you see the changes happening. So, awesome. Thank you again. You know what, teacher? I'm so proud of you. If you're listening to this, you are ready for a change. Whether it is to quit hassling for peanuts or working with other people who don't respect you, I know you've got it in you and my podcast is here to help you do that weekly. To be reminded of new episodes, sign up to my newsletter. It's in the show notes. You'll also receive lots of tips, support and special offers. I'm committed to supporting you also via my coaching programs and courses. You can work with me in my flagship programs, the Rocket Takeoff or the Rocket Accelerator. The Rocket Takeoff will take you off the one-to-one teaching hamster wheel to more peace and more well-paying students. The Rocket Accelerator will help you finally launch a group class that will be perfect for students that are a joy to work with and so you can leverage your time and do what you love while having space to breathe, or read another self-development book. If you're a language school owner, I've got things on offer for you too. Simply go to my website, olakowalska.com, to check them out. Finally, please share this podcast with your teacher friends, rate it, and subscribe. I'm your biggest cheerleader. See you next time.